As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullah. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah. Ashhadu anna Muhammadar أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الصلاة الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونستهديه ونعوذ بالله تعالى من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأن سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله بلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح للأمة فكشف الله تعالى به الغم وجاهد في الله حق جهاده حتى أتاه اليقين من ربه اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد الرحمة المهداة وعلى آل بيته الطيبين الطاهرين وعلى أصحابه وعلى من تبعهم بإحسان لا يوم الدين يا أيها الذين آمنوا تقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون All praises belonging to Allah Azza wa Jal May the peace and blessings be upon his beloved Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and upon his family and companions and entirety we ask Allah azza wa jal on this blessed day of Friday this last Friday in 2023 to give healing to the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to give strength to the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to bless us to see goodness develop and spread throughout the earth justice, rain, corruption 
plunged and purged from this earth. We ask Allah Azza wa Jal to unite the Ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu upon goodness, upon benevolence, upon ihsan, upon clear principles and values. And may Allah Subhanahu wa Taala give victory to our brothers and sisters in Palestine and in Gaza and in other parts of the world. May Allah Subhanahu wa Taala give them a swift victory over their oppressors. And may Allah Azza wa Jal bring demise and ruin to those who transgressed against them and their children and, and their, their, their families, their, against their, the sanctity of their homes and against their properties and their possessions. May Allah Azza wa Jal better our condition and make us agents for change. Allahumma ameen, Allahumma ameen. Amma ba'd, brothers and sisters, we've been reflecting on different aspects of what's unfolding in Gaza and in the world today for months now. And the reality there is still pressing on as we pass the 30,000 life mark. Nearly 30,000 people in Gaza have been martyred, wrongfully killed by the aggression of Israel. May Allah Azza wa Jal hasten its demise. We continue to pray. We continue to reflect. We continue to become inspired by what we see as strength, not weakness in Gaza. Yeah, sure. 80% of its buildings have collapsed. But one thing hasn't collapsed in Gaza. And that's the most critical capital that you find in Gaza. And that's the will in the hearts of the people of Gaza, the iman in the hearts of people, the people of Gaza that continues to inspire us. How can I be part of this change? As we said for many past khutbas, in order for change to happen, a generational change needs to occur. We need to focus on generation building because historically, when Palestine was liberated, it did not happen quickly or randomly. Look at, the t- look at the, its first liberation during the time of the Khulafa. Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab. The generation of Umar needed to be raised by the Prophet wasallam. And look at what happened again under Salah al-Din al-Ayyubi. The generation of Salah al-Din needed to be produced for Bayt al-Maqdis to be liberated again. It's not about money. Muslims have tons of money. It's about building hearts, changing perceptions. We've reflected on how Gaza teaches us it's not about worldliness, it's not about mata'ah, it's not about prosperity outwardly. We've been, in, we've been inspired by Gaza because of their deen and their iman. Their reaction under pressure. They've showed us there's an alternative path. Because as we said last week, there are people in their mansions, in the most posh areas in America, who wish they had the hope that the people of Gaza have. Gaza inspires us because it shows us there's hope for the ummah. We're not a weak ummah. We can choose to be weak, but we're not a weak ummah. There's hope because it shows us there's a different path. To liberating Palestine, to uniting the Ummah. Other than the so-called peace process that we've been observing for decades, that's only inspired hopelessness and despair because of its one-sidedness. 
Because it's all about land grabbing and illegal settlements. It's about abuse of power. It's not about true justice. Brothers and sisters, as we were reflecting on this last week, we said we need to start thinking on an individual level. What's informing my decision making? And because we had our children with us last khutbah, and we have them with us this khutbah, there was a point of reflection. What am I concerned about? Am I a fulfiller of needs? Like our beloved Muhammad wasallam was. Am I a person who strives to be in service of others? The question from last khutbah, and I hope it has proven true for all of our kids and all of our children, is that how will I spend the days of my break? Am I going to learn to live for something greater than me, myself, and I? And I said, it would be a travesty and a tragedy if I continue to operate in an isolated box, spending all my free time for my personal indulgences, for watching this or playing that or going here or having fun with that. But I need to have a greater calling. We just reflected on how the people of Gaza don't have time for nonsense. Nonsense is the luxury of people who don't have to worry about bombs falling over their heads. Gaza doesn't have that luxury. It's not an overstatement, it's not an exaggeration, it's clear statistics. The amount of bombs that have fallen on our brothers and sisters in Gaza are more than any other. In all of modern history, taking us back to the world wars, not Hiroshima, not Nagasaki, this small strip of land, Israel is sending 2,000 pound bombs in residential areas, something America did not even do. In Iraq, when it killed hundreds of thousands of Iraqis. Brothers and sisters, as we think about this and reflect on it on a personal level, as we said, the most meaningful discourse on Gaza now is one that brings it back home. How can I become better? How can we become better? What can I do? If we reflect closely, there's no way that Gaza and the people of Gaza could have endured for this much, for this long, if they were not inspired by prophetic principles and values. If they were not a people of principles, there's no way, there's no way that a person who doesn't have principles will not buckle in the face of that type of pressure. And we learn this from our Habib, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is a master of commitment to principles. He teaches us as an ummah that we are an ummah guided by principles. He teaches us this as he was transitioning to Medina. Brothers, taqaddamu ila al-amam. So that our brothers don't have to walk through the rows and do taqaddamu al-riqab. Taqaddamu ila al-amam. Ifsahu yifsahillahu lakum. Tazahamu tarahamu. If you see any space in front of you, please fill it. And inshallah, when it comes time to pray, we'll figure it out. Those days of transition from Mecca to Medina where the Prophet ﷺ was under the threat of execution when he was persecuted. Him and the companions, when they needed to find a new safe haven for the da'wah. You find the Prophet ﷺ teaches us amazing principles. The Prophet 
was seeking to do something unheard of in tribal Arabia. In Jazeera Al-Arabiya during the time of the Prophet It was all about allegiances to tribe and blood. And alliances that were forged between kin. That's what it was about. But as the Prophet sought protection for the da'wah, he broke out of this tribal ideal and he showed the people that there was something more than blood ties. There's something greater than it. There's a greater calling, a greater mission. His message gained a sense of universality in those last days of Mecca that we really, really need to reflect on. The Prophet ﷺ, had he just given the kuffar of Quraysh what they wanted, he wouldn't have been blamed because he was under threat of death. And the Quran itself it says, If you're compelled and you don't mean to do it, but you're forced to do it against your will, you're not going to be blamed for that. But the Prophet ﷺ teaches us something greater. And we reflected on his 75-mile trek on foot to Ta'if. As he gave da'wah to Allah to the people of Ta'if. And then he was kicked out and chased out, bloodied and bruised by the children of Ta'if. And one would think that the Prophet ﷺ was experiencing a point of weakness. But as we said, the Prophet ﷺ was always in a position of strength. It depends on how you view strength. The Prophet ﷺ, we reflected on that scene that he had with Addas, that Christian slave boy, who saw the Prophet ﷺ in this state and he gave him some grapes because the people, his, his masters, felt pity for the Prophet, uh, Shayba ibn Rabi'ah. Uh, he felt pity for the Prophet. So he sent some grapes and he said, go give it to him. He's just been through a traumatic experience. But then we see the power of Muhammad ﷺ in his ability. He just explained the message to Addas and Addas opened his heart to it and accepted the Prophet ﷺ as Rasulullah. The Prophet ﷺ was not a person of weakness. In those last days in Mecca, he went to another tribe, Banu Amir ibn Sahsa'a. And he presented to them the da'wah. And they accepted with condition. Why? Because they saw the Prophet ﷺ was a great person. They knew the Prophet ﷺ was going to be victorious. They said, If I take this young man from Quraysh, we will defeat everybody. But they said to him, They said to the Prophet, If you're victorious, will we become the leaders after you? Prophet shows us, unwavering commitment to his principles. He says, That's, that's to Allah. I'm not going to sacrifice and give you a promise that's not mine to give. That's for Allah. Prophet ﷺ continued to present the da'wah until the Ansar were blessed to hear it. The Ansar of Medina. Yathrib was blessed to become Al-Madina Al-Munawwara, the city of lights, by the blessings of Al-Habib These Ansar had the foresight and the wisdom to accept this message and this mission. Again, 
There's a lot of brothers at the door. If you see any spaces in front of you, please fill them. Tazahamu, tarahamu. We have some spaces in the back over there. Please, brothers at the door, walk inside and you'll see towards the far corner some spaces, inshallah. He found the Ansar, he presented the da'wah, they accepted it. But they, made, they asked the Prophet ﷺ a question. And the Prophet ﷺ shows us through his answers, his commitment to principles. They said, Ya Rasulullah, inna, inna baynana wa bayna rijali hibalan wa inna qati'uha. Fahal asayta in nahnu, fa'alna thalik, thumma adharaka Allahu an tarji'a ila qawmika wa tada'ana. They said to the Prophet ﷺ, we have... Ties and connections with these people and we are ready to cut them all off and follow you to the farthest lengths to support your message. But if Allah gives you victory, will you go back to your people and leave us? <laughs> the Prophet Sahib al-Wafa, this is the prophetic ethos. The prophetic ethos is centered on being principled in all aspects of our lives. The Prophet ﷺ said to them, he, he smiled and he said, No, I am with you, I am from you, I go where you go. Our blood is one, our interests are one. And the Prophet ﷺ stayed loyal to this commitment after Fatah Mecca. He said, beautiful statements, just a small excerpt from it. He said, If it wasn't for the hijrah, I would have been from the Ansar. Loyalty to commitments, principles, brothers and sisters, something that we need to deeply consider. It is one of the great lessons that we need to embed within our souls as we consider building the generation that will hopefully liberate Bayt al-Maqdis. Hopefully liberate Al-Aqsa. Brothers and sisters, these matters are not disassociated. If I truly want to see a better condition for the Ummah of Muhammad وسلم, that starts deep within me. Starts within our homes, within our places of work. <coughs> the way we operate, the way we walk and talk. The things we do. Brothers and sisters, one critical question I want all of us to reflect on. Especially especially the school kids that are with us and joining us for the khutbah, please think about this. Please think about this because what's happening in Gaza really matters to us all. Every one of us. There are kids on the other side of the world, your age, that have been forced into adulthood because of their life circumstance. I can willingly choose to make that transition and be more serious about my life. If I just think about these beautiful things, one are my principles highlighted most. All right, am I a person of principles? Well, I hope the answer is yes. But how do I know? When will it show? When are principles highlighted most? One, under immense pressure. When you feel like you're forced to make a certain decision or life is pushing you in a certain direction, what will you do? What will win this struggle within you? Principles show under immense pressure. They showed with the Prophet ﷺ in these situations we said. They showed with the companions in the hijrah. <coughs> they showed with the companions soon after the passing of Al-Habib. 
sallallahu alayhi wasallam under immense pressure one two in the face of overpowering women desire that's when my principles show when i really really want something and i want to grab it and take it for myself or i want to experience something what will win the battle within me when there's overpowering desire will i end up choosing my principles allah's pleasure or will i choose something else sacrificing principles brothers and sisters leads to utter devastation life shows us this time and time again in so many different situations that's number 2 number 3 how do i know my principles how do i know my commit my level of commitment to principles three in the face of uncontrollable emotion what do i do when i'm really angry what do i say may allah forgive us may allah forgive us may allah better us what do i what do i do when i'm really sad when i really feel attached to something what ends up taking hold of me that's how i can know my principles another thing that highlights principles is number 4 there are five things i'm mentioning is power without accountability that shows our level of commitment to principles when i have a lot of power and i could get away with it israel has shown us or they've showed themselves as a testimony against their own power in the modern times what them being drunk on power has led them to do loss of moral compass because of this one we've lost hope in the entire political system within our country because it's shown and exposed no moral compass hypocrisy falsehood fraudulence brothers and sisters principles are highlighted when i have a lot of power and that's why our habib sallallahu alaihi wasallam as he was going back into mecca fath mecca conquest of mecca one of the companions he said al yawm yawm al malhama today is the day of the great slaughter the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said no 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 bal al yawm yawm al marhama today is the day of great mercy the day of forgiveness of the enemies who've transgressed who man dakhala dara abu sufyan fa huwa amin whoever enters the house of abu sufyan he is safe when how do you know what abu sufyan has done in all the years that he's done during the time of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam brothers and sisters power without accountability last one these are the five things when will my principles be shown greatest when i'm under pressure when there's a lot of women desire when there's uncontrollable emotion when i have a lot of power and i could get away with it and the last one incomplete privacy when no one else is there to see when no one else is there to judge when i could get away with it as i may think because no one is there to hold me accountable how will i act These are questions that are relevant to every one of our lives and our personal decisions that we make. Our deen teaches us to be people of principles. 
So many examples, too many examples to give. One of these beautiful examples from the life of Al-Habib was when someone came to him wanting the repayment of his debt. And he came at the Prophet very aggressively. And the companions saw this, they wanted at the man. And the Prophet said, hold it right there. Why haven't you stood with the person who's asking for his rights? And then he teaches us as an ummah. You want victory? Follow these words. There's no sanctity for a nation, for an ummah, in which the weak person cannot get his right with unfettered access. We want to be a people, an ummah of principles. Our deen teaches us, hey, guess what? One of the greatest roadblocks in the face of commitment to principles <coughs> is this perception, this false perception of independence. Kalla, inna al-insana Look at this beautiful set of verses in the Quran. Wallahi, a lot of lessons in it. Human beings tend to veer far, far away from the path. When? When they feel a sense of istighna. I can do it. I'm free. I'm able. I'm powerful. I'm healthy. And then what does Allah say after that? How dare you think you're utterly independent? You are utterly dependent on your creator. You're going to go back to him. Be very careful. Brothers and sisters, I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes us principled in every aspect of our lives. And I pray that principles guide us as individuals to be agents of goodness for the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu today. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give victory to our brothers and sisters in Gaza and Palestine. May Allah give victory to the Ummah of Muhammad through its commitment to the prophetic ethos of commitment to principles and values. Allahumma ameen. Ad'u Allah wa antum muqinuna bil ijaba. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Ashraf al-Khalqi wa Sayyidil Mursalina wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Ya ayuhal ladhina amanu attaqullaha wal tanzur nafsum ma qaddamat li ghadin. Wattaqullaha inna allaha khabirun bima ta'amalun. Amma ba'd, brothers and sisters, when are my principles highlighted? What happens when principles are lost? That's another thing to think about, something to deeply reflect on because it teaches us a lot about ourselves, about the condition of the ummah, the condition of society. What happens when principles are lost? Our deen teaches us that loss of principles causes ruin on every single level of life. Gaza is a social model for rebuild for the ummah. As we said in the beginning of the khutbah, yeah, you could say that 80% of its buildings have collapsed. But the greatest capital that could be found in any society is still well intact over there. And that is the hearts of people, the will of people. 
Yeah, you would see them crying, you would see them devastated, you would see them in a great state of emotion, as is normal. But you find in them grit, resilience. You find in them principles. These are things that inspire every one of us from the Ummah of Muhammad Wasallam. Ruin on every level, that's what happens when principles are lost. Ruin on the individual's level, on the family level, on the community, on the society. When people are not guided by principles, it, makes, it leads to awful decision making. It leads to all kinds of mistakes. It leads to all kinds of traumatic realities. Brothers and sisters, what else does it lead to? It leads to loss of identity. If I'm someone who is willing to give up what defines me as a person, my purpose in this existence, then guess what? I'm going to lose touch with who I am. I'm going to become confused about myself. I'm a loss of identity, brothers and sisters, is a very, very tragic reality from lack of commitment to principles. Mistrust. If a society doesn't have principles that guide it, everyone will be looking over their shoulders. What's this guy next to me going to do to me? I can't trust anybody or anything. That's a very, very, very sad reality, sad, sad outlook on life to have. Some people, their circumstance has driven them to this attitude. Mistrust. It's sad when someone can't trust anyone around them. It's sad, wallahi, it's so lonely. Brothers and sisters, loss of principles leads to a lot of misdirection and confusion. Seeking, in, seeking honor in this or seeking success in that. Seeking alliances here and allegiances there. And all of this for us as a community. As we think of, as we try to forge our path as Muslims in America. This is something that we've experienced. Confusion in the path forward. How should I operate? Who should I ally with? Well now look, Gaza has... And the tragedies of the world have awakened the Ummah of Muhammad Look, who, what is your true identity as an Ummah? What's happened in Syria? What's happened in Gaza? What's happened in Egypt? What's happened in Sudan? What's happened in Iraq? What's happened in Yemen? What's happened in Kashmir? What's happening to the Uyghur brothers and sisters? All of this has awaken the ummah these these ex these traumatic experiences these wounds these wounds these emotional and spiritual wounds for the ummah today have brought to light what our identity really is about the last of these things the fifth thing <coughs> that loss of principles leads to it leads to spiritual weakness it leads to loss of will when I'm someone who remains committed to values and principles, then that sense of commitment will be my place of refuge <coughs> in the most difficult situations in my life. Loss of will. Brothers and sisters, as we think about Gaza, we should take to heart these following words for one of the great companions. Sayyidina Abdul Rahman ibn Auf. Someone who was blessed with affluence. 
نعم المال الصالح للرجل الصالح سيدنا عبد الرحمن بن عوف is a gleaming example of someone who was given dunya yet had clear vision on his principles and his values Sayyidina Abdul Rahman ibn Awf was presented with a delicious meal as I'm sure many of us in the past week and two weeks many different family gatherings many different opportunities time off have been blessed with so much na'im and so much comforts especially when you think about our brothers and sisters on the other side of the world who are starving to death may Allah forgive us and may Allah better their situation Sayyidina Abdurrahman ibn Awf, he looked at this food and he said, Qutila Mus'ab ibn Umair, wa huwa khayrun minni, wa kufina fi burdatin in ghuttiya ra'asuh badat rijlah, wa in ghuttiyat rijlah, badat ra'asuh, he said, Mus'ab, who was muna'am, he was someone who was, had a very, Bless it, a very uh, luxurious and comfortable upbringing. He was killed. And he's better than me. Sayyidina Abdurrahman ibn Awf is saying this. And he said, when Mus'ab was buried, he was buried in a cloak, that when his head would be covered, his feet would show. And when his feet were covered, his head would show. He didn't even have his kafan. And then he goes on to say, وَقُتِلَ حَمْزَةً وَهُوَ خَيْرٌ مِّنِّي Hamza was killed. And he's also better than me. And then he says, ثُمَّ بُسِطَ لَنَا مِنَ الدُّنْيَا مَا بُسِطَ Then we've been given dunya. And it's pleasures. He says, أُعْطِيْنَا مِنَ الدُّنْيَا مَا أُعْطِيْنَا وَقَدْ خَشِيْنَا أَن تَكُونَ حَسَنَاتُنَا قَدْ عُجِّلَتْ لَنَا Abdurrahman ibn Awf says, we've been given of this dunya what we've been given. And I'm afraid that our good deeds have been hastened for us. Continued to cry and he left the food aside. May Allah better the condition of our brothers and sisters in Gaza. May Allah Azza wa Jal give them healing. May Allah Azza wa Jal give them nourishment. May Allah give them peace. May Allah give them victory over their enemy. Allahumma ansurhum ala aduwika wa aduwihim. Allahumma alayka bimman taga alayhim. Allahumma alayka bimman i'tada ala hurumatihim wa antahaka hurumatihim ya rabbil alameen. Allahumma alayka bimman yattama al-atfal wa rammal al-nisa wa hadam al-buyut. Allahumma ahzimhum wa zalzilhum wa ruddahum ala a'qabihim khaibina khasi'in. Khazaya nadimeen. اللهم لا تجعل لهم صرفا ولا نصرا Oh Allah, we ask you to forgive us and better us. Forgive those present and those absent. Give victory to the Ummah of Muhammad Wasallam today. And we ask you, O Allah, to make us agents for change. اللهم فل صغيرنا وكبيرنا وذكرنا وانثانا وشاهدنا وغائبنا اللهم نحيته منا فأحيه على الإيمان ومن أمته منا فمته على الإسلام اللهم اجعل خير عمرنا آخرة واجعل خير عملنا خواتمة واجعل خير ايامنا يوم نلقاك فيه وانت راض عنا امين امين واخذ دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين واقم الصلاه الله اكبر الله اكبر اشهد ان لا اله الا الله
أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله La ilaha illallah. Uh, just as a reminder, we pray Asr immediately after Adhan, which is about 15 minutes after we finish, insha'Allah. Allahu Akbar. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين Ameen. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Wattini wazaytuni wa turi sinina wa hadha al-baladil ameen. Laqad khalaqna al-insana fi ahsani taqoyim. Thumma rudadnahu asfana safilin. إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات فلهم أجر غير ممنون فما يكذبك بعد بالدين أليس الله بأحكم الحاكمين الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين Amen.
بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ألهاكم التكاثر حتى زرتم المقابر كلا سوف تعلمون ثم كلا سوف تعلمون كلا لو تعلمون علم اليقين لترون الجحيم ثم لترونها عين اليقين ثم لتسألن يومئذ عن النعيم الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله as we said inshallah we're going to be praying in about 15 minutes inshallah um, uh, we have a dua request for someone who passed away today and he's a regular at ICPC his name is uh, Mustafa Abdul Latif Asaf we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to have mercy upon Al-Hajj and to make him of those who are granted admission into Jannah, the highest levels of Jannah. Allahumma ameen. Allahumma fillahu warhamhu wa afihi wa afu anhu. Wa tajawaz an sayyatihi. Allahumma akrim nuzulahu wa sa'amud khalahu wa jafil arda an jambayhi. Allahumma in kana muhsinan fazid fi ihsanih. Wa in kana musiyan fatajawaz an sayyatihi. Allahumma aghsilhu bilmai wa thalji wal barad. Wa naqihi min al-dhunubi wal khataya wal athaam. Kama yunaqa thawbu labiyadu min al-dana. Sallam aj'al ma'wahu al-jannah wa la taj'al ma'wahu al-nar. اللهم اجعل مأواه الجنة ولا تجعل مأواه النار اللهم ابدله دارا خيرا من داره وأهلا خيرا من أهله وجيرانا خيرا من جيرانه اللهم ارزق أهله الصبر والسلوان واجمعهم به في جناتك جنات النعيم يا رحم الرحمين آمين آمين إن شاء الله his جنازة is going to be tomorrow